Hang on, I need to feed a little bit. No. Explain well, a little bit just... what's going on. <laughs> I'm going to feed my cat. I'll be right back. Okay. Thank you for tuning in to Gay Space Rocks, a Steven Universe watching podcast where we watch Steven Universe, except we're watching The Matrix this week. Yep. Uh, hey, it's me. It's your boy, Brian. I use he, him pronouns. You can find me on the internet at RoomWearPod, and you can find the podcast on Twitter at GaySpacePod, where I don't think we've posted in almost three months. We're good at Twitter. Yeah. With me, uh, as always, is my Copper Top co-host, August. Ak, excuse me? <laughs> Hello. It was alliterative, okay? Yeah, yeah. I don't plan any of these. I literally just get to the point where I'm about to say something and go. Like, <laughs> Yeah, fair. What up? It's your other boy, August, <laughs> who doesn't know why they said that. Um, you can <laughs> the find- two genders, boy and other boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It, this is this is blatant your yeah, girl uh erasure but you know what that's fine um i'm sure we'll get plenty of hate mail about that um but yeah you can find me on twitter at harpy dora my pronouns are they them and uh yeah i'm it's been decades since i saw the original matrix movies so let's fucking go <laughs> do you not did you do any rewatching? No, I, uh, we've been between, uh, getting ready for Christmas and getting ready for New Year's. Um, I didn't really have the chance to do any rewatching. I'll probably do that on my own time. Uh, just put them on the back, put them on in the background. Yeah. On Friday. Put them on in the background Nothing for New Year's. New Year, like the Matrix. Oh man, I'm, I'm, I'm so disappointed because like, I'm, because of the New Year's festivities, I'm probably going to miss Shabbat again this week, and I'm mildly sad about that. But uh, next next week, I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna observe. Seems solid. Yeah. Do what you can, right? That's yeah. the idea. Um, let's see. Cartoon news. Uh, I don't think. Uh, let's see. Did I see anything? Didn't Owl House start back up? Nope. Not that I know of. I thought it was supposed Ooh, to start up back? soon. Back? Question mark? Uh, and five, three, three, four, five, three, four, five, three, Uh, I I don't think there's been a hard date. I I could have sworn I saw somewhere that it was coming back like this week or next week. So Uh, I'm not seeing a hard date. Though that makes sense. I don't know. I mean, it's not on Disney Plus, so it doesn't exist for me. So. 
I mean, I always watch them early because I've got a friend at Disney. He said it was okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my uncle who works at Disney. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, it's definitely coming back soon. Yeah. Uh, so we should that should roll us through the end of season two. And then season three of The Owl House has uh, been, it, it's three 44-minute specials, basically. Mm. Sucks shit. Yep. But at least they know that going in. Yeah. So they'll be able to wrap up the story. Just still sucks shit. Yeah. We will see uh, as we get later into our main show, Steven Universe, uh, what uh, what a uh, kind of like uncertain future does to your finale of your series. So it's not <sighs> terrible. It's just. You know. Yeah, I mean... It was rushed, because <laughs> the shit got cut. Yeah, no, I mean, like, the same thing happened yeah. with Bab 5 Season 4, because originally it was set to be five seasons, but at Season 4, they didn't know if they were going to get uh, the fifth season or not, so <laughs> things went a little sideways. And then yeah. they got Season According 5 to, anyway, but... Yeah. According to production notes, I think... Um, Season five of Steven Universe was supposed to be longer, and then it got cut to shorter. Mm-hmm. Um, so, oh well. But then the it did so it got so many good awards and everything, like that. Then Cartoon Network was like, "Oh no, no, we we don't hate the gays." Now that we have all these awards for a show that we produced about the gays, yeah. Uh, here's a movie and a prologue series. Anyways, I feel um, like there's some other cartoon news, but I can't. Oh, for the- oh uh, uh, I saw some interesting cartoon news that was fuck Joe Biden. Uh, just <sighs> yeah. says right here on CartoonNetwork.com. Fuck Joe Biden. So. God, what a mealy mouth <laughs> sack of shit. What a complete fucking horseshit man. Yeah. I mean, we knew we knew it was coming. Mm-hmm. That doesn't stop us from being disappointed, but, you know, I think everybody with half a brain cell saw this coming. That's true. That's true. But, I mean, Twitter would have me thinking, vote blue no matter who. Right. Ugh. So. God. Meanwhile, the meanwhile, uh, the Democrats couldn't even pass that fucking spending bill. Whatever. Fuck it. Welcome to the cyberpunk future, guys. This is it. This is what cyberpunk is. Yep. <sighs> I've watched Johnny Mnemonic, <laughs> Scanner Darkly, all other Keanu Reeves uh, vehicles. Oh uh, Scanner Darkly is a good ass movie. I remember Johnny Mnemonic being fun. Johnny Mnemonic is fun. A uh, Scanner Darkly is dope. Uh, it's got a great visual style. Mm-hmm. Um, cause it's like weird CG rotoscoped in sections. Oh. Yeah. Cause you know, like, it's like, uh, um, it's, it's like a guy who's like addicted to a drug that's breaking down his, like breaking his personalities into two different sort of like, uh, thing. It's, it's very interesting. Mm -hmm. So, and Keanu Reeves is good. Uh, I'm glad that we've remembered since the the John Wick movies started that Keanu Reeves is in fact good. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, have you watched any cartoons lately, August? 
I'm trying to think if I've watched anything at all. I thought you started reading something. Did I? I thought you did. I mean, I've, um, I got a roadside picnic for Christmas. Oh, nice. Which I do plan to read, um, but, uh. No, I I can't. Think. Are we gonna start our own stockuary? Oh my god, stockuary! <laughs> no, no. Although uh, I am sorely tempted to to watch Other Side Picnic, uh, which is the Yuri anime adaptation of Roadside Picnic. Yeah, I heard I heard them talking about that on. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah, I had I, it. I had it on. I had that particular Waypoint Radio episode on while I was taking a shower and Anya had to come into the bathroom and they came in like right as Kato was talking about Other Side Picnic and they were like, we should watch that. And I'm like, yeah, (laughs) I'm down. Uh, Evidently, Uh, you can get it on Funimation if you don't have an uncle at Disney. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Uh, (laughs) This is our new euphemism to their <laughs> uncle at disney yeah um first it was yahoo anime now it's uh uncle at disney uncle at Disney. um when that new stalker game drops we'll probably like i'll probably try and convince you to stream it because i think i get it through xbox game pass so the new stalker game that's going to use nfts no they said they dropped the nft stuff oh okay yeah, I didn't. I didn't. At least know I'm under the impression that. they went back. They backpedaled on the NFT thing because there was such a big backlash. Yeah, I'm sure there will still be some kind of garbage microtransactions or whatever. But so, so is a lot of games I play. So thumbs up. Yeah, the fair. Also, it's gonna be an Unreal Engine Five. I bought this fancy graphics card. I need to do something with it. Oh, it's gonna <laughs> look good. Yeah, it's gonna look good. I mean, you're not gonna see that through the stream because. I'll have to ratchet the quality down to be able to stream it. But me personally. Yeah. Um I keep meaning to download that Matrix demo. Uh to just like crank that bitch to 4K and, <laughs> and just bask, bask. Mm. Um, God. let's see. Uh uh let's see. I watched the book of Boba Fett today. Uh-huh. Uh it's pretty good. I like Boba Fett, this version of Boba Fett. I actually hate Boba Fett. Like up until literally, um, oh, the what's the name of the actor? The Boba Fett actor, Jango Fett actor. Mm. Um, oh, I could probably if I wasn't trying to think of his fucking name. Tamira Morrison. That's it. Not Daniel Logan, fuck that guy. <laughs> um, the uh, I like him quite a bit as like I could not give a f- less of a fuck about Boba Fett until like he came back to play him. I'm like, oh, okay, I love this guy. This guy's a good actor. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was he was good in the Mandalorian, and so I also like this. Like Boba Fett shows up, and he's like, I'm king of the underworld now. What are you gonna fucking do about it? I'm like, okay, yeah. I can appreciate this. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Uh, I, I wish that I could. I've been listening to a more civilized age. I wish that I could feel this way about Star Wars. But I can't. <laughs> like, I can appreciate that the people in my life and the people on this podcast feel that way. But no. I just. It, 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 I don't know what is about Star Wars. 
I like I hate large portions of it. Uh, but I just keep coming back because it speaks to me on such a weird level. Yeah, fair. Uh, I'm like Star. I, I Star Wars to me is like what Lord of the Rings or shit like that. Okay. Other people like. Yeah, I mean, yeah. As as one of those Lord of the Rings people, yeah, that's fair. Um, so I start watching that. Uh, Young Justice continues to be pretty fucking good. If you like slow burn superhero cartoons that uh, were once for children are but are now just for depressed millennials, uh, great show. Um, I kind of sworn I watched something else. Oh, I I just fucking shotgunned the entire season two of The Witcher in like a day. Oh my god. It's good. I mean, it's not good. It's average at best, but I love all these stupid characters. They're all dumb, and I love them. Uh, Like, Yennefer is great, and Geralt is great, and Ciri is great, and uh, Yaskir is great. They're all great. Mm-hmm. The dwarves come back. They were cool. Um... Yeah, just good. Baba Yaga's in it, sort of. Fine. The Witcher version of Baba Yaga. Um, so, yeah. Highly recommend season two of The Witcher. Unless you didn't like season one of The Witcher, uh, then there's nothing here for you. It's just more The Witcher. They do abandon the dumb, non-linear, timey-wimey bullshit that was going on in season one. So, okay. like, that's good. It's just a more straight-ahead fucking story. They, mm-hmm. Like, the the worst part was the pacing in season one where they were trying to do, like, the, the timelines sort of, like, converging. And it was confusing because they weren't... They were, like... They watched season one of Westworld. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, um... They were like, yeah, we can do that with The Witcher. And everybody was like, that's not... We don't want that with The Witcher. <laughs> so in season two, they're like, we're just going to tell a normal story. And everybody's like, ah, good. Mm-hmm. All righty. Well, I guess we should probably get into it. Yeah, probably. Let me, I guess I'm just going to pull up the Wikipedia page for the goddamn thing. Does that have its own wiki entry? There it is. All right, so today we're watching, or we're talking about The Matrix Resurrections, the 2001 Matrix sequel movie. To quote a podcast that I like to listen to, somehow The Matrix has returned. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It was written, uh, it was directed by Lana Wachowski, written by Lana Wachowski, David Mitchell, and Alexander Henson. No, sorry, him on. My bad. Um, it, uh, so there's no, there's no pithy plot synopsis. The plot synopsis. I'll do one. Um, Neo has a bad time in game design. Yeah. Neil Patrick (laughs) Harris is there as well. (laughs) Um, so we start out well okay so i'm just gonna do a loose plot synopsis here yeah Uh, there's the one in wikipedia is not good (laughs) yeah it's 
this is a two and a half hour movie, so yeah. like yeah. Uh, we start off with The Matrix. It's The Matrix, motherfuckers. <laughs> it's a recreation of the opening scene of The Matrix. Um, except there's a different... Uh, th- th- there are different characters playing different parts. Agent Smith um, is not Hugo Weaving. Um, Trinity, in this case, is not uh, Carry On Moss. Uh, it- it's not... Um, yeah, it's, it's not, not the Matrix, but is the Matrix. Uh, we are introduced to one of our new main characters, Bugs. Uh, wait, why is Bugs, did we get Bugs' pronouns? I don't know if we ever got Bugs' pronouns. Where's Bugs? Here we go. Um, I mean, Bugs does have really heavy non-binary energy with that blue undercut. Yeah, true. Um, I guess I'm going to use her because the actress herself uses her. Yeah, fair. So, and they probably said, I just didn't pay attention. Uh, no one ever taught, like, no one, oh, well, whatever. Oh, yeah, they do. Yeah, it's her. Yeah, because I remember Niobe yelling about it at the end when she's yelling at Neo about taking Bugs' agency or whatever. Oh, yeah, that's right, that's right. Okay. Um, we're induced to Bugs after that long diversion. Bugs, blue hair, undercut, gay. Yeah. This is a gay character. Just immediately Lana coming out being like, yeah, <laughs> I hope you don't like blue hair, t- like, Tumblr people, because <laughs> you're going to have a bad time, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Uh, she is there with, uh, uh, Seek, um, and who is, I guess, the, like, the operator, uh, back on her ship. Um, they are watching this Matrix shit go down. Uh, Bugs tries to get involved, and it goes sideways when an agent attacks her. Uh, she narrowly escapes the agents, ends up in the key shop from the Matrix sequels, um, where she is then abducted by the agent that uh, had been chasing her, pulling her through one of the white doors like you would remember from the Matrix sequels. Um, they end up in a dingy apartment where they hold guns at each other, and the the agent is like, you're different. What What the fuck is going on? Because he's had some level of awakening. Uh, Bugs explains that the agent is trapped inside of a thing called a modal. Uh, it is a closed loop program meant to evolve programs. Um, the agent sort of explains like, I don't like this world is weird. He talks about how he, uh, discovered the key shop. Um, and Bugs realizes that the dingy apartment they're in is Thomas Anderson's apartment. It's Neo's fucking apartment from the first movie. She's like, oh my god, we're in Neo's apartment. And she talks about how she saw Neo, even though everybody thinks he's dead, because he fucking died at the end of the other movies. (laughs) Um, she thought Neo was dead, uh, but she saw Neo, and that's what kind of led to her awakening and escape from the Matrix. And the agent... Uh, describes something similar of seeing the code of awakening his mind. And he realizes that he's not who he is, is a guy who's seeking Neo because he is Morpheus. Uh, 
cut to the Matrix. <laughs> um, we zoom out and boom, we're sitting in uh, the most accurate uh, computer person desk I've ever seen with Mr. Thomas Anderson, a world-renowned game designer because he created the ga- a game called The Matrix. Um, this is so meta. It's it, it sounds like gobbledygook when I explain it's, it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so meta. It's so self-aware. It this movie understands exactly what it sounds like and is perfectly yeah. fine with that. So, uh Thomas Anderson is a game designer. He created, 20 years ago, he created a movie called, or not a movie, a game called The Matrix. Uh, It was a smash fucking hit, but also it ended up causing him to have a mental breakdown of not being able to tell reality from from the fiction that he created. Uh, He gets called into a meeting with his boss um, slash partner. Are they business partners or is... Yeah, they're business partners. Yeah, okay. Um, he gets called in with his business partner. Basically, it seems like Tom is the the ideas guy and his business partner is the numbers guy. And uh, Tom is assuming that he's been pulled in because his new project, Binary, <laughs> um, is uh, behind schedule and over budget. And his business partner explains... No, that's not what I'm calling you in here. Our parent company, Warner Brothers... Wants a Matrix sequel, <laughs> even though we know you didn't want to make a Matrix sequel. So <laughs> that happens. Uh, Neo, nope, not Neo. Thomas Anderson, um, kind of has a bit of a freak out where his business partner's mouth sort of like melts together, very similar to how Neo's did in the original Matrix. Uh, then we slam cut over to uh, Tom in a therapy session with his therapist, uh, Neil Patrick Harris. Uh, Neil Patrick Harris is like, all right, tell me what's going on. And they have a therapy session where Neil Patrick Harris is like, listen, you're a suicide survivor. You've had these disassociative acts. I, I, you, The fact that you're even able to talk about this is huge progression. You know, take your meds, uh, chill out, like take it one step at a time. I know this is, you don't want to go back to the Matrix, but you know, this is what it is. Like, you know, get into it. So then we have a montage set to um, Go Ask Alice, uh, where they talk about what is the Matrix. They have a fucking brainstorming session about what is the Matrix. Um, Thomas Anderson slowly loses his mind. Oh, also before this, I'm sorry, I forgot a very crucial thing that happened. Uh huh. Um, uh, Tom and his uh, buddy Jude. Uh, go to get coffee at a coffee shop where uh, a lady played by Carrie on Carrie Ann Moss named Tiffany walks in. Um, apparently Tom comes here and sort of like it seems he's low key stalking her because <laughs> uh, he does have a reminder set on his phone about when she usually shows up on the uh, at the coffee shop. Yeah. Um, it's not great, but like, hey, we know where this is going. So, uh, the Jude uh, forcibly introduces Tiffany to Tom. Uh, they're like, oh, do we know each other? And then it turns out Tiffany has kids and she's got a husband whose name is literally Chad. They named <sighs> the husband Chad. Um, <laughs> the things don't go great. We get the montage. 
Thomas Anderson is having a bad fucking time. Uh, shit is just not working well for him. He's he, he, His mental health is going downhill. He's not taking his medication. And then he shows up to work one day, and they're being raided by the FBI. Um, all of his other... F- People at the thing are like, oh, we probably just got swatted because people didn't like the ne- the last update or whatever. Um, and Tom gets a text message. Uh, and he goes to the bathroom because the text message urges him to. And then we get to meet Morpheus, new Morpheus, Morpheus 2, uh, who's like, hello, uh, Neo, you're fucking Neo. And he's like, nope, this is Tom Sanders is like, this isn't real. This is all in my head. I programmed you. You're the program from my modal. Um, and Morpheus is like, yeah, I know. Thanks, motherfucker, for locking me in a little box until I uh, almost lost my mind. But, you know, it's all good. You're fucking Neo. Let's giddy up. Uh, and the agents are pushing in. They bust into the bathroom where Morpheus immediately starts killing cops. Uh Thomas Anderson escapes. He's crawling through the office. He's having a bad time. Uh, w- the fire alarm is set off, and walking into the scene is Thomas Anderson's business partner, who begins to have flashes of his own previous life, picks up a gun, starts screaming Mr. Anderson because his business partner is secretly Agent fucking Smith. Um, things go off the rails until finally we're back in Neil Patrick Harris's uh, office. Uh uh, things are not going well <laughs> for one Mr. Thomas Anderson. Uh, he continues to have like a degrading mental state where where he ends up on top. We find out what the suicide attempt was. He, thinking that he was Neo, he jumped off a building thinking that he could fly. Um, we flash forward to Thomas Anderson getting drunk on a rooftop, being like, I can fucking fly. And he just goes to do this again, even though he knows that it didn't work the last time. Respect, right? You gotta verify. That's how science <laughs> works. Uh, before he does this, though, thank fuck Bugs shows up and saves his ass. Um, she pulls him through a doorway uh, and through a train because they're using moving doorways because they're harder to track, and then into the theater uh, from the first Matrix where Neo met Morpheus. Morpheus 2 is there. The original Matrix is playing on a tattered screen in the background. It's so fucking meta. And Morpheus is just like, hey, um, you're Neo. Take this fucking red pill, motherfucker. Uh, and Neo's like, yeah, fuck it. Let's rumble. <laughs> he takes the pill. Um, uh, but he starts to get pulled through the mirror by Neil Patrick Harris's character. Uh, until finally they break out. Um, the cops uh, swarm the building. They move through the portal back into the train. Uh, the There's a big fight on the train. They escape. Long story short, they escape. Um, and Neo wakes up in his pod. He is immediately like flushed, sort of. Uh, by a big kind of like roly-poly bug bot and like a little fly bot. Um, They detach all of his tubes and wires and such like, and across from Dio's pod is a pod containing Trinity. Uh, But Neo is too weak to fight the bugs. It turns out that these these robots, they save him. They take him back to the, how do you pronounce the name of the ship? Uh, Nemesine? Nemesine, thank you. They take him back to the Nemesine, uh, and he is saved, 
we get a scene where uh, New Morpheus kind of explains, like, motherfucker, you've been gone for 60 fucking years. Um, and currently, your body is having severe withdrawals from basically being on withdrawals from the Matrix. Uh, and everybody out there doesn't give you good chances, but I do, because I know you, Neo. And then they have a fucking uh, martial arts fight, because this is the Matrix. Uh... Neo kind of rediscovers his powers, and he starts doing good. We head to the new city. Uh, we find out that um, Neo's sacrifice, while the world isn't exactly perfect, Neo's sacrifice wasn't in vain. Uh, machines and humans now work together. Uh, that's who the two little robots were. Uh, there's also a third robot. He's a stick bug. I forgot his name. Um, and also, Agent Smith is... Or not Agent Smith, but New Morpheus is uh also he's a program he's not a, a living breathing human being uh, but he can manifest through tiny little balls i guess <laughs> we hand wave a lot of science fiction stuff but it's fine Morpheus is also there yeah it's fine it's fine uh we head to the new human city or the new sentient city uh io which took me forever to get that joke it's io like an io mm -hmm. port yeah um <laughs> We meet the general that everybody's been talking about. It's Niobe uh, from The Matrix. You might remember from the movie The Matrixes. Um, she basically explains, like, the history of Io that, like, uh, while Morpheus was, like, he got elected to the council. And Morpheus isn't fundamentally a, a bad guy, but he was very stuck in his ideology, which prevented him from sort of, like, making peace with the machines after the machines... Uh, more or less kind of like went to war with each other over over power resources and all the and it seems as though like there's a large portion of like the the sentience like that were sympathetic to human beings or would be sympathetic to human beings or would want a different life outside of the matrix um we discover through the help of the machine or the new sentience uh that they've created like biolites and they're growing plants and creating butterflies it's fucking dope uh, and uh, Neo's like, this is all cool, Niobe, but they've got Trinity and I've got to go back. And Niobe's like, even if it means like endangering all of the people here in my city. And he's like, yeah. And she's like, well, fuck that. I'm going to lock you in a cell. I'm sorry, Neo. Um, Morpheus shows up and he's like, hey, we're breaking out of here. We don't even spend any time in this cell, frankly. <laughs> it's a yeah. minor inconvenience at best. Uh, we jump back into the Matrix where we have a fucking fight with New Smith. Um, and the Merovingian is there, and the Merovingian's goons are there. It's a wild fucking fight. It's um, a lot. It's a fucking lot. Um, they're there to talk to Trinity. Uh, they do go to talk to Trinity, um, but the... This is when we are introduced to, like, Neil Patrick Harris's true character, correct? After the Merovingian fight. Yeah. Yeah, they, they get to uh, where, quote-unquote, Tiffany is, and that's mm -hmm. where we find out about... Uh, yeah, so Neil yeah. Patrick Harris is the analyst. He's the Basically, he's the new architect. Um, he's the new head program of The Matrix. Uh, and he's like, uh, turns out old Matrix didn't work a great. New Matrix? Great, it's late-stage capitalism. The new Matrix is late-stage capitalism. Because uh, this, this movie does not fuck around. <laughs> No, 
No. Most of my notes boil down to subtlety is for losers. It's fucking for losers. Lana Wachowski is just like, nah, fuck it. All out. Like, not caring. Uh, was the ma- was the original Matrix too dense for you? Uh, well, I'm just going to make it very plain. Uh, they're unable to fight the analyst. Uh, there begins to be uh, like a large sort of like... <sighs> Uh, big sort of like, uh, um, basically they have to escape. They escape. Um, they, they are found out by, uh, Niobe, who is mad that Neo escaped. They get back. They're going to be court-martialed when, um, a new machine, uh, who's like a big, uh, bird. I can't remember its name. Kujata. Ujab, thank you. Um, they jack into it. I have no idea what this... They're just, like, fast and loose. These machines do whatever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. In it is the little girl uh, from Matrix 3. That's when she shows up, was the third Matrix movie in the train station. She's the daughter of those two programs that that, that were trying to get her out of out of the Matrix. Um, she's like, hey, Neo, uh, what up? And he's like, what up? And she's like, we're going to get Trinity out. Uh, because the, the analyst... Um, has halted a rev- like the matrix reverting back to its old form because he believes that he can get Neo back. Neo and Trinity are the key to this new version of the matrix. They're basically like the super generator everything is running off of. Um and he thinks that Neo is just going to walk back because Neo is not going to watch Trinity die a second time. Neo's like, "Yeah, I'm going to do that." <laughs> She's like, "Great. Uh we're going to steal Trinity while he's not paying attention because he's a fucking dumbass." Uh, and uh, proceed to the big philosophical stare down between the bad guys and the good guys. Um, Neo and Trinity have a heart to heart talk. Meanwhile, in the real world, uh, all of the good guys are stealing Trinity by jacking bugs into Trinity's feed by basically bugs acting as a buffer so they don't realize something's going on with Trinity. Um, Trinity has to make the choice to leave, though, and she has a conversation with Neo in a di- in a fucking coffee shop full of cops. Like, realistically, I would say no to things. Um, but when Trinity's husband and kids show up, uh, she sort of realizes the illusion and also realizes she hates Chad because we all hate Chad. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Neo and Trinity and all of the uh, all of the people from IO just begin beaten ass uh, until uh, the analyst freezes time and he's like, all right, this has been fun, but I'm not living up to my end of the deal. I'm not going to let you guys go free. And then who makes the last minute save? It's goddamn Agent Smith who begins to beat the ever living fuck out of Neil Patrick Harris. Um, There's a big fight. Uh, Smith, uh, and Neo have some level of rec, like, Smith is like, I really just wanted to kill the analyst. I don't actually give a shit about you anymore, Neo. I'm out. Peace. (laughs) And he just bounces. Um, I love him. There's a big, uh, they activate swarm mode of all of the new, like, agent bot things. Uh, there's a big fucking massive fight through the city. Uh, Neo and Trendy do some cool shit with a motorcycle, Uh, They're chased to a rooftop by a couple of helicopters. Um, Neo keeps blocking just an inordinate amount of bullets, throwing missiles around, but he cannot fly. He can't access his flight. He doesn't have that anymore. Um, But they are faced with helicopter at their back. They've got no choice. They've got to make the leap. 
you either fall or you fly. That's it. And they're together. It's all good. They hold hands. They jump. Um, and Neo begins to fall, but Trinity catches him. She's got the flight powers. It's great. Everybody, the, the crowd goes wild. They fly up into the air. Uh, they escape. Everything's cool. Um, fast forward just a little bit, and uh, we explode the analyst's house. Um, it's very similar to the end of the original Matrix, where they kind of show up, and they're like, hey, uh, we're taking over this fucking shit. Uh, eat shit. <laughs> we just wanted to tell you to eat shit, the analyst, after they Trinity beats him the fuck up for a little while. Um, then they fly away. Uh, bullet in the head as covered by brass attack plays. The crowd goes wild. The end. Yep. Oh, Jesus Christ. That took me like 30 minutes. Yeah, well, I mean, <sighs> the, the movie took almost like two and a half, almost three hours. It took hours, more than two so. and a half hours. Yeah, it was a long movie. Um, yeah, so Lana Wachowski said subtleties for losers true like just came out of the fucking box swinging yeah. uh i frankly this movie is if you don't like the matrix this is not a good movie for you no if you liked the original matrix or one of the people who are like all oh, the sequels were not good though this is also not a movie for you yeah um this is a movie that said hey Everything ever made in the Matrix, like, with the Matrix title, is canon and also good. Eat shit. <laughs> I'm pretty sure aspects of the MMO were canon. Uh, great. I, I know somebody who would know that, but uh, I never played, so... But, yeah, I... I mean, Morpheus is dead, but I don't think that he died in the way that he died in the MMO. It Well, it was always a mystery as to whether or not he was actually dead in the MMO. Mm. That was like the big mystery that never got solved. So. Um, it makes sense now why Lawrence Fishburne didn't come back, though. Yeah. It does. Because, like, in interviews, he's like, oh, they didn't ask me to come back. And I'm like, oh, okay, it makes sense now, because, like, if they're going to move the timeline ahead this this fo more forward, then there's yeah. no way him for him... Because he was, like, probably... The character of Morpheus is probably in his, like, 40s mm -hmm. in the when the movies happen. He's... Motherfucker's not making to a 100 in this world. No. Um, though they could have brought him... I guess if they really wanted to, they could. he could have just been a program. Uh, but I like New Morpheus. New Morpheus yeah. is good. New Morpheus is really good. Um, and I mean, I feel like having the distinction between like Morpheus as we knew him from the originals and New Morpheus who, you know, has a little bit of agent in his programming, uh, you know, having them be two distinct characters with two distinct actors uh, mm -hmm. is good. Well, and also using Morpheus as, like, a way to comment, like, to make commentary on, like, dogmatic beliefs, mm -hmm. period, Yeah, uh, is good. Because, like, Morpheus, good character. Also, these makes, th everything they say about Morpheus also makes sense for the character of Morpheus. Yeah, 100%. Um... Oh, I'm going to say up top, let's address a thing that's like not because we're going to be 
Uh, I feel like August and I are going to be probably overwhelmingly positive with most of these notes. Thing oh, yeah. that we probably need to get up up front. Like, The Matrix is not free of uh, the same sin that almost all cyberpunk media has, which is, like, just rampant Orientalism. Uh, yeah. This new and Matrix, there's significantly less of it than it was in the first Matrix and the, its sequels, uh, but it's still present. It's, uh, it is a terrible part that is inherent in the genre it needs to be pushed back against when you're making cyberpunk content and can be you can do cyberpunk content without like leaning on the crutch of orientalism and like weird 80s like xenophobia uh and yeah the, the problem with the matrix is like it the wachowskis also have historically uh not a great track record with this no they don't have a great track record when it comes to race at all yeah um, um, and you know, it yeah. continues throughout their work. It, you know, just because Lana's on her own doesn't change this fact. And mm -hmm. like, this movie is better at it than a lot of their previous work. I will say that. Yeah. Um, but that does not mean that it's, it looms like a specter great. over things yeah. like all the way down to the base, like matrix code being vaguely Asian. Mm hmm. Like, I don't think it's a real character set. Like, I don't think it's a one-to-one -one character set to anything. But no, it's definitely it's, designed to look like Japanese, like, script. There's there's uh, elements of, like, hiragana, but it's, mm. like, flipped. And, you know, but it's it's actual hiragana. Yeah. So. That's there. It sucks. We know yeah. it's there. We're, we know it's present. We're still going to probably be very positive about this movie. I like a lot of things that suck shit. I'm a professional wrestling fan. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let me tell you about some shit that sucks shit. It's professional wrestling. Um, also, I love Star Wars. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Star Wars, baby. Um, that does not excuse these things. They're no. present. It does feel as though they tried to take... They tried to take steps to maybe minimize this or push back against it uh but because it's built on the bones of the original matrix those bones are not inherently clean uh yeah. so there's just like, cross-contamination yeah there's still elements of like the magical negro trope with morpheus mm -hmm. um you know it's you know still elements of like just white savior although right. the like uh, well, the weird okay. japanese pagoda like yeah well actually let me let me walk that back a bit keanu reeves is not white but it's true. he he is very white passing mm -hmm. um so yeah let's let's walk and that also, back a bit realistically they, they do a lot to like the plot of this movie is walking back the like lone savior shtick anyways yes um so they do play with tropes but they're not free of sin. No. Um, and so I just wanted to say that up front because I know that August and I are about to gush for almost an hour. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. So, yeah. Um, uh, I know us. So. Yeah. Um, so anyways, I love this beginning section. It's great. It's very good. I love that. I was hearing people. I don't. Do people, like, just not get them? I, I feel like people just don't fundamentally get The Matrix. Because, like, The Matrix is not a very... They're not very deep movies. 
No, they're not. But <laughs> like their politics and philosophy are bare faced as shit. Um, well, here's here's the thing, like with the stylistic choices that they made for the Matrix and with like the audience that ended up picking it up. And and I th- feel like this is this is part of the impetus for for how much of resurrections ended up being so meta like you know you have all of these people who you know at at 1999 the internet was still i don't want to say in its infancy but you know in its adolescence at the very least and or at the there was still hope for the internet (laughs) there was still hope for the internet but you know you had all of these people who fancied themselves you know all of these kids who fancied themselves hackers who were kind of edgy and so they saw a lot of themselves in the matrix and may not have necessarily been equipped to understand what the matrix was trying to say so they took it at face value and then ran with it in directions that clearly the wachowskis did not want this to be run into right and i Um, mean they were already pushing back on this idea like on this like adoption of the matrix's tropes by like shitty parts of the internet the burgeoning internet culture by the time they started making the sequels to the movie mhm yeah but i mean the 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 choices that they made that lent themselves to that they kept making those choices so it just got further and further entrenched and then there's also just the element of wow cool robot yeah, um, but it's just it's wild to me that because like I guess like the point I was making is like I heard people confused by the beginning of this of like wait why are they using different actors I'm like they say it outright like why they're using old code to make something new like yeah yeah exactly uh I think it's a fun head it's supposed to be confusing and weird like mm-hmm. like this movie is referential uh, but he's using the references to, like, fuck with your perception of what's happening in the storyline. It's fun. I also love that the doors come back. Like, my favorite part of the Matrix sequels are the weird doors that don't make any fucking sense. Because <laughs> it's just such a good effect, frankly. Yeah, it's it's not just self-reference for the sake of of being self-referential. Like, there, it is... All of the references to the the previous Matrix movies serve a purpose. It's not like, you know, Ready Player One where they're just dropping references for the sake of, you know, showing off nerd cred or what have you. Yeah, it knows um, it's in it knows it's in conversation with itself. And so mm-hmm. the narrative of this story is in conversation with all of the narratives that have previously come with it and what those say philosophically and what they've what impact they have had on culture and moving forward what is what your responsibility with that impact on culture is supposed to be. Mhm. Uh Yeah. So I love the beginning though. Like I love I love that we're introduced to just so many fucking things at the beginning. Like Bugs is like, yeah, we don't need exits anymore. The doors are real. Oh, also we can extract programs. Like you're coming with me, Smith. Yeah. <laughs> or Morph- Morpheus Smith. Uh, um, that's so good. I love the synthians. I love the inclusion of the synthians. I feel like I feel like that change 
is deeply important because part of what made the matrix so appealing to you know right wing and and fashy people is the us versus them mentality that is very emblematic of alt-right thinking and so with this and the introduction of the sentience and the fact that you know the machines and humans have learned to work together you know it's no longer us versus them it's you know and and i mean niobe says that outright so i mean it's not yeah you know it's it's, not like this is me reading too much into it this is text like subtleties for losers right the the new enemy are simply fascists (laughs) yeah fascists and capitalism like Mm -hmm. and i mean you know that in a lot of ways that was always the enemy it's just that the ways in which they tried to articulate it did not work the way that they wanted it to like the the thing with the first three matrixes they were heavily influenced by anime like Mm -hmm. there's no getting around that and they're also heavily influenced by comic books a lot of like nerd media that builds on that sort of hero story where you have a lone hero of against a monolithic force Mm -hmm. um and that is decidedly not true about this movie like it's about a team it's about a team doing things neo cannot do this by himself it is like about like you know coming together with a group like a diverse group of people to vehemently oppose fascism mm-hmm. so yeah so it's good shit it's, it's good great shit. shit this is movie of the year frankly <laughs> and i don't know honestly i don't know if my movie of the year is this or evangelion 4 <laughs> Uh, I still need to watch Evangelion 4. The problem is the ending of Evangelion, like the last like 10 minutes of Evangelion 4 really put a sour taste in my mouth where this movie Mm -hmm. doesn't. But also the first hour of Evangelion 4 is fucking amazing. (laughs) So God. Yeah, I I can't believe they named Trinity's husband Chad. (laughs) Oh, I can because he is he's part of the problem. He's true. it, he's I, part of the problem. Wrote, he's he's part of like the analysts a whole like everything that the analyst mm-hmm. has done and everything he's touched and and I am in some ways kind of uh not quoting but like relying on uh how my friend Rhea like uh wrote this out because she and I had very similar takes on this. But like everything the analyst is and does is the the current quote-unquote red pill cor- uh, crowd yeah um and you know the fact that you know tiff's husband is is chad you know is you know is just part and parcel with that you know you've got the whole incel crowd as you know part of the the audience that completely misinterpreted what the matrix was about so of course he's named Chad. Yeah, I wrote in my I literally wrote in my notes the Virgin Chad versus the Chad Neo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the worst joke I've ever made. <laughs> oh my god, you're not wrong though. Although it's mm-hmm. like, 
I think I also wrote in my notes, like, even if, I think, yeah, here it is. Even if Neo had not come along, Trinity was, like, one day away from cheating on Jack. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, it's good shit. Um, And, like... And and this is something that I didn't cotton on to, but uh, Rhea pointed out um, that was a very good detail. Ow! Motherfucker! Um, but uh, the analyst uh, using bullet time against Neo the way that, you know, the red pill crowd has weaponized, like, their yeah. misunderstanding of the original Matrix. I wrote in here... Oh no, the Matrix has co-opted the revolution. Period. Man, I'm glad that doesn't happen in real life. Period. <laughs> yeah. Lana Wachowski just no like, okay, fuck it. No one is misinterpreting this movie, said Lana Wachowski. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Although, how about how about that detransitioning narrative? Oh, fucking rough. Yeah. I, I Great, don't though. know. Like it's it's really good especially because it's like it's like the the reason why most people detransition is not because they're not trans it's because of the societal pressure for them to be something that they're not becomes too great and they're not able to continue living as their authentic selves like this is 100% a narrative that parallels that with, you know, quote unquote, Thomas Anderson, the game designer versus, you know, how that reflects on Neo as a person. And like the analyst, like even explicitly states that, you know, it's a matter of like the, the pressure and the balance between like what you have and like what you're afraid you're going to lose. Yeah, I'm going to give you just enough that you're afraid to, I'm going to give you just enough that when your reality is destabilized, you'll do anything to keep your status quo. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, like late-stage capitalism. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, God, okay, so let's talk about people who did great jobs in this movie. Neil Patrick Harris. (laughs) Oh my god. You could not so have good. told me he would be the best bad guy in the Matrix next to Hugo Weaving. Oh, he's so good. Stroke uh, of genius. The writing for him is so cause he's like subtly because the first time I watched it, I didn't even notice that he's just like he is nothing he says is right. Like he's just fucking straight uh gaslighting Neo from the jump. Like cause he starts explaining time like when Neo when we finally get the like explanation of what happened with uh thomas anderson jumping off the building and everything like that um like his timeline of events is wrong is flat fucking wrong um but he knows neo's in a vulnerable state and when he says these things it neo will believe them hopefully mm-hmm. and you know he's he's turning around the uh the the practices and the terminology of you know something that's supposed to be healing in order to you know inflict harm inflict harm you know co-opting you know co-opting the matrix uh to to bleh i forgot the word but but yeah you know Mm -hmm. co-opting the the terms of the left to further the uh further 
the goals of the right, basically. Yeah, exactly. And I uh, love the uh, I, I love how none of the visuals are subtle. Like, you know, you know, from the get go that this dude is bad news because his glasses are so blue. And because he prescribes blue pills. Right. <laughs> like, like nah, you know, no, it's like, not subtle. Um, I also I think people have complained. about I like New Smith. Uh, I know that he's mostly in, like, he's not Hugo Weaving specifically because Hugo Weaving had a a, a um, scheduling dispute, and he could not mm-hmm. be, they asked him to come back, and he couldn't. Yeah. But I think this new guy, he just goes for it, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, he, he mean, really embodies fine. that, like, late, like, late third movie Smith, who just stopped giving a fuck, man. Like <laughs> Completely unhinged. Like, yeah. he's... He he doesn't have the gravitas that Hugo Weaving does, mm-hmm. but you know he he has that unhinged energy. It's very good. Like he, this is Smith on vacation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh. Um, I think that um, the actor who's uh, who's playing Morpheus also extremely well cast. Lo- love new morpheus he's so good um i mean we've already we've already litigated the fact that new morpheus is fantastic but it yeah. just bears bears saying that his actor is very good extremely glad that all of the the people from io had their fashion has not changed since the late 90s and i'm so glad for it it's great yeah. the fashion in this is pure 90s cyberpunk trash and it's fucking amazing it's good. It's Except good for literally Neo, who's <laughs> dressed like a man. He's dressed like a normal man, surrounded by all these cyberpunk weirdos. Yeah. Yeah. I but, mean, it's I, mean I, I think it helps him stand out visually in the set pieces, though. I get why they're... Yeah. Yeah, and, and I mean, it definitely reflects, like, how he's changed as a person... And how the Matrix has changed him. Um, Because, like, I mean, he's not Tom Anderson, but his time in the Matrix has made it so he's not the Neo that he was before either. Right. And I think that it's... I think that it's interesting that they chose to go that route. And and it's good because especially since they they chose to use Keanu and Carrie Ann Moss, um, and did not choose to de-age them in any way, shape, or or fashion. Um, you know, it's it's good that they did that because he's not the spry youngster he used to be. She's not, you know, she's not the 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 spry youngster she used to be. And they're not doing the same things. She and still gets that scorpion kick off, though. So, <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying that they don't do some cool bullshit. Mm-hmm. But to be perfectly, just, to be perfectly honest, Keanu Reeves is probably in a better position now to do all of the fight things that he does than he was when the original Matrix uh, aired because he's been doing like all these fucking because he does most of his stunts for the John Wick yeah. shit. Yeah, um, he takes his training fucking seriously. Holy shit. Yeah, uh, but but it he's still not the same. No, like no. he has more experience, but that's not you know. Also, he's still he doesn't not... want to get fucking wire 
wire worked all the fuck over the place because that shit's hard on your body. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Come here, notes. Um, um. Let's see. Uh, so, uh, Trinity and Neo uh, are T for T, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. They've always been. That's always been Trinity yeah. and Neo. Well, it's just like, you know, I, I I know straight people who wouldn't cross the street for their partner. And then I know a lot of trans people who are like, oh, you're 50,000 miles away. That's fine. I'll be right over. So, you know. Um, honestly, I haven't seen a movie this visually unsubtle since Pacific Rim. Yeah. For sure. um, I'm not sure that it is as artful as Pacific Rim, but they're about on the same level of beat you over the head with the visuals, which isn't a bad thing. No, like uh, I don't think it's I think the difference is it's not trying to be artful. It's trying to be a lot more blunt and aggressive. Yeah, like Guillermo del Toro. I don't know if he understands. I don't think he knows how to do blunt. Like he's not a sharp edges kind of guy. Like he li- he likes he likes more artful, rounded, like metaphorical sort of things. It's his it's his vibe. He doesn't all of his he's fucking phenomenal at it. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm. It's it's not that he can't be like. I say this in that not that he is like soft with his messaging, but he isn't like I wouldn't say that he has like a punk rock style. You're right. You're right. He does not. Uh, well, The Matrix is a very has generally been a pretty punk rock franchise. Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 a fair assessment. Um, but I'm just thinking mm-hmm. about like the use of color, mm-hmm. uh, the the framing of the fight scenes, um, the would, the costuming. I do, I do think that the fights are not that great in this movie there's some good actions i think the action set pieces are good but the like mm-hmm. the one-on-one fights like smith versus neo neo versus morpheus they just don't really do shit for me like they're not the good the, the, the long takes and i know especially kiana i know he can do them like if it's just a grounded one-on-one fight he can do that still <laughs> mm-hmm. um and i and it's not that they're bad it's just, this is a Matrix movie. And the Matrix, the three original Matrix movies, rewrote the book on how Western media did action. So, yeah. I don't feel like it's unfair to hold them to the bar they set for themselves. Yes and no. I mean... I think... I think given the remove of time allowing the movie to because i don't think that the action set pieces as cool as they can be are necessarily what the film is about no i don't know but i just also don't feel like the 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 individual fight scenes tell they also don't do as good of a job of telling a story as the original like the fight scenes do in the other movies either like you're right you're like right neo versus smith in the first matrix movie is about like neo's self-recognition 
like Morpheus versus the agents on the bus in the highway scene in the second movie is about like Morpheus like finding power through his own faith to fight a thing that no human could fight like Mm -hmm. and in this one it's like Smith versus Neo because you know because hey it like because the the problem is the Smith versus Neo fight really reinforces the same thing we already learned in the Morpheus versus Neo fight of like okay the key to to Neo getting his powers back is Trinity and his is love for her yeah. Like, it felt like we were just getting reminded of a thing we already knew. It's not to say that's bad. It's not, like, a terrible well, fight. It's not the worst fight I've ever seen, because I watched Iron Fist. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, again, this movie isn't subtle and uh, does spend a lot of time hammering home uh, certain of its points. And, you know, one of its points is the power of love and the power of of human connection mm-hmm. and like the ways in which like you know denying human connection is used to keep people down yeah, like the true. entirety the entirety of the matrix is dependent upon keeping people I mean, two people specifically, but, you know, you can extrapolate, you know, that, you know, capitalism functions by keeping people far, you know, close enough that, you know, they can see each other, but far enough apart that they can't unionize. Right, exactly. So, I mean, but, you know, again, I think, I think it is a function of the fact that this story is not trying to be subtle in the slightest. Um, but yeah, I mean, just from a visual standpoint, again, absolutely. Like, I think it's, I think it's fun to look at, but it is incredibly heavy handed, mm-hmm. which, you know, isn't necessarily bad. Yeah. Um, no, for sure. although it did, it did have me scratching. Did have me scratching my head. I thought Bugs was going to do a heel turn at one point because uh, she's so closely associated with blue. Like she's got blue hair and she's got the blue glasses, and it's like well, hmm. all of the all of the good like simulants, um, they all have like blue eyes, or they have blue tones to the things that they do. I think, well, I guess except for Stickbug, whose name I can yeah. never remember. But I can't like, there's, remember. Yeah, there's blue elements to kind of differentiate them from, like, the other, like, the Matrix-aligned ones. Mm. Well, n- so, at the very least for uh, Sebebe mm-hmm. and the Stickbug, they're, they're mostly red, Mm-hmm. And, like, red isn't necessarily good, but it's associated with the real world. And, like, you know, especially as, you know, Neo wakes up in the pod, everything's red because this is the real world now. And that's our, our significator. You know, that's how we know he's awake. Yeah. I mean, honestly, Bugs probably has blue hair because that, that because is it's cool. The- yeah, it's yeah. cool, and that's exact. Like Bugs is exactly the kind of character, like red pill fucking incel assholes would hate. <laughs> yeah, so that's why Bugs yeah. is the first person from the like that you see. 
Yeah. And I did appreciate that, like, with Bugs, they made an effort because, you know, it's it's heavily implied that, you know, the the characters, you know, Neo is tech savvy. You know, it's implied Trinity was tech savvy. Now, I'm I'm going off of my vague memories from when I watched The Matrix when I was much, much younger. But, you know, uh, Bugs was a fucking window washer. Mm hmm. Like, it. I don't think we ever get what Trinity because we only see Trinity after she's been pulled out of the Matrix. So like, mm. in theory, she could have become tech savvy afterwards because of like downloading stuff like that. True. Uh, but at the very least, like we actively see it's not just something for the tech savvy characters. Like it's it's something that anyone can be awakened to mm-hmm. which you know is important and it's especially important that you know we see you know the the kind of person that you know incel red pill assholes would hate you know being in this position where they can be awakened and like it's a good thing that she you know it's not just it it makes it's meant to make the characters, you know, it, it's meant to make it more relatable. Right. So that way it's not just the edgy, the edgy teenagers who are terminally online uh, are not the only people who can see themselves in the the characters in IO. Yeah, exactly. So I appreciated uh, that. Yeah. Um, what was the... Uh, I... It's subtle. It's real subtle, but they definitely get a what's up doc in there, too. Mm. Uh, it's great. I'm like, they just had bugs say what's up, doc. Love it. <laughs> yeah. Good shit. Good shit. Uh, oh, <laughs> one of my notes is like for later in the movie, tasteful tentacle placement for when... Uh, uh, they're like picking Trinity up out of the pool. Like there's like yeah. one boob covering tentacle. It's like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> you got an R rating. Um, I don't know why we care, but okay. Because probably because Carrie Ann Moss was just like, I I don't feel like it. Yeah, that's you fair. Know? That's fair. I'm just saying like, it just, um, uh, yeah. I loved that the Merovingian is a boomer now. I mean, he was I don't always know a if he was always a boomer. I don't. I don't remember that clearly. I just know that his wife was smoking hot. Yeah, he um, was all. He was a thousand percent always a boomer. Okay, just just his okay boomer rant mm-hmm. was very good. Um, I appreciated like putting him in the rags and and just showing how like old fashioned and worn out he was. I am glad they didn't and, go with like like I mean they didn't decidedly did not do like kids in their phones shit which was nice. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean he did do the whole, you know, nobody talks to each other anymore. It's all beep beep beep. Oh no, no. I mean, outside of the Merovingian who is obviously like supposed oh, to be yes. a funny dumb character. Like the the story as a whole did not do any like kids in their phones shit. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. And I mean, like, 
I don't know. I feel like Lana is almost terminally online, which explains a good portion of the dialogue uh, in the show or in the movie. Um, so I don't think that she would be in a position to particularly shit on kids and their phones. Yeah. My favorite part is I'm pretty sure this movie was written because Lana got real mad at Elon Musk on Twitter. So, yeah, yeah, that I I know the exact Twitter exchange you're thinking of, too. God. Um, yeah. The ending Although, action like, scene is legitimate, like when they're running from the swarm, really do enjoy that. Yeah, um, I appreciated the way that um the way that they used the lighting or lack thereof, because like when you get into CGI doing things like what they were doing, um, it can very easily look shitty, but using the low lighting to kind of like hide that kind of thing, you know, make it easier, not, not make it easier to make it cheap, but make it less you know, make it less likely to age poorly. Well, I'm under the impression that, so from a technical aspect, I'm under the impression that they used Unreal Engine 5 for large portions of the rendering for this movie. Because uh, I don't know if you've watched the Matrix Unreal Engine uh, demo. No. They have a version of Keanu Reeves that for at least three minutes I thought was a real Keanu Reeves. Hmm. And he's in the white room interesting yeah uh i mean they use um unreal engine is what they use do you are you do you know what the volume is no okay so you know the mandalorian is not filmed on a green screen oh yes yes yeah. i know so what, that big thing is the, is, is the volume and they use unreal engine to real-time generate those backgrounds mm -hmm. now obviously they render okay. assets ahead of time and place them uh but like you know, the shaders and all of that stuff to make the depth look correct. Like, that's all Unreal Engine. Okay. I think one of the original producers of The Matrix is, like, on the board of, uh, of, un like, of, uh, Epic. Like, when it comes, because Epic has basically been, like, has built Unreal Engine to work for video games and for Hollywood. Mm-hmm. So... Because that's probably why a lot of the CG looks in, like, there's probably a lot of CG in this shit that just does not look like CG. Like, <laughs> the things that are, I, I think they intentionally make all of the, like, robots look not exactly real because they want to match stylistically what the robots look like in the Matrix. Yeah. Um, because the squids kind of look the same. Just a little too shiny. You know what I mean? Uh, but I think mm. it's so they don't stick out when they show old footage. That makes sense. Because like Sabebe and other bug and stick bug, stick bug does not look real at all. Like stick bugs way no. too shiny, but like in a fun way, like in an intentional way. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's, you can get away with that with the synthians though mm -hmm. like there's a certain element to we know they're not real and we're not expected to think that they're real 
the same way that you have with a bunch of human bodies flying everywhere. Right, right, um, right. Like specifically I'm I'm thinking about like just the humans in particular and while you can go 3 minutes thinking that that might be the real Keanu Reeves at some point it did break down for you. It's when the other Keanu Reeves stepped out that was real. Mm. <laughs> I probably would have continued thinking that was the real Keanu Reeves. Uh, I don't know. I'm just very skeptical of of CGI in movies. Maybe it maybe it's my 80s upbringing with with like the golden era of like practical effects and shit. But yeah. I mean, there's a lot of CGI that just happens that you don't notice that is yeah. used to like enhance shots and things like that. Or yeah. to do and like full CG recreate. I bet you 20 to fucking 1 like um the long pan shot of the explosion going off on top of the building, like uh, with the helicopter crashing into it. I did literally nothing in that shot is real. Oh yeah. But it looks great. Absolutely. Like it looks real. That's the kind of the, or at least Hollywood real, at least, you know, obviously mm-hmm. like you could be like, okay, cause the way they frame it, they're, they're acting as though those, those CG models that are not carry on Moss and Keanu Reeves are there, but they're putting the weight in the physics on them as though they had like a pull line. Like, you know, they're, they're setting up their shot. I think the key thing is like CG animators have gotten up to the point where they have real film skills now and the mm. rendering models and like the technology is getting to the point where they can recreate the physics correctly. So bodies have weight um, and they're putting time into it to be able to do it correctly. Um, and, you know, there's that sort of thing. But I think stylistically, like when they make them making choices to like, especially in the real world, making the robots look like this movie can sit in can sit in uh, conversation with the other three movies and not feel mm-hmm. out of place from a visual standpoint, unless you're watching like. The Smith fight from the second movie, uh, where Neo gets real ropey, <laughs> real ropey Neo. <laughs> yeah, I, that did not age well. Super did not. Large portions of that movie did though. Like I, I think that the big mech fight at the end still looks pretty good. I think I'll the squids still it. look pretty good, frankly. I'll have to rewatch it. Mm-hmm. Um, though apparently there were a lot of miniatures and compositing done in that last scene that I didn't realize because Adam Savage was on Corridor Crew talking about the Matrix because apparently he worked on the Matrix sequels. Huh. And you know the big shit like, you know, in the the end, like the climactic like Matrix 3 where the ship crashes through and the kid has to like shoot the thing to open the door and all that jazz. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is a scale model that's like the size of a Buick. That they just crashed through a fucking set at like 60 miles an hour. Well, all right then. (laughs) And they went back and did some CG additions to it to make like make Mm -hmm. things look proper, especially with like the weird hover motors and stuff like that. Um, But yeah, like the tower falling and everything like that. Apparently Adam Savage built the model of the tower that is in that movie and the insides work like it's a fully working model. Um, and he showed it to his art director and he's like, yeah, the insides work and everything. The art director was like, you cannot show the Wachowskis that it works, uh, cause <laughs> they'll make us put it in shot. You've got to glue it all down. It's got to not move. 
Oh my god. <laughs> so. Uh. Uh. I don't know. I've come. I don't know. I come around to CG. I guess because I also watch just like a lot of like amateur, not amateur, but like not high levels people making movies that like rely on CG to do things they just could not physically do. Yeah, um, I mean, I'm not you, saying yeah. that I'm not saying that CG in itself is bad. Um, I am just saying that where possible, I prefer practical effects. I just think that they look better. But again, this is this is probably just me being a product of like the kind of media I ingested when I was younger, which involved a lot of practical effects and puppetry. Mm-hmm. So, um you just you can't beat a good puppet when you need to have a character on screen be a character what i found real but, wild i mean is, you can't there yeah. there's a lot of stuff that you couldn't do with puppetry in the matrix and that's fine like you know you, yeah. you do with what you got and especially those but, other two movies they don't hold up well but they were also like the bleeding edge of the thing yeah well, I mean, the Matrix itself was bleeding edge, yeah. but the way that they chose to implement it and what they chose to do, like, I think it still holds up pretty well. Oh, yeah. But then they decided to go off the rails, which was fine. I, I mean, but, I think like, the, the practical like, effects outside of like two, a couple of instances, especially like the ropey Neo fight, um, Oh god! Even at the time, I felt like that fight looked so bad. The what's weird is how pra- how much practical fight there is in that. Um, almost all of those Smiths Smiths are real, uh, except for when they like obviously turn into CG and like get bowling balled around. But like in the the yeah. parts that look grounded, it's- there's so many real Smiths. Like, just dudes who either kind of look like Hugo Weaving enough that you don't notice, or they're wearing Hugo Weaving masks. Yeah. And it, and it's like, you know, but when you get into the CG stuff that, that looks janky, it, even at the time, I feel like it looked janky. I, I remember walking out of walking out of Matrix 3 thinking that that particular climactic fight just did not look good. Uh, I think it... I, I didn't hate that one as much, just because it's so... It's so unrealistic. How do you make it look real? Right? Like these are two people who are transcending the the boundaries of like what is possible in the physical. Uh so like to me it never hit weird. Um not as much as like Neo breaking his back in the second movie to like do that weird baton twirl thing that he does. Uh I I like it in the third, like in the uh, the path of Neo video game, um, the Wachowskis come on screen and they're like, hey, when you get to like the end of the third Matrix movie section of the video game, they're like, hey, we know that like there's just like a lot of philosophical talking and that doesn't we like that in the movie, but that doesn't make for a good video game. So we just we wrote a different ending for the video game. And then all the Smiths like tur- come together and turn to like a giant Smith kaiju that you have to fight. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, good. This is a good movie. Yeah. Good ass movie. It's it's a really good movie. It's deeply enjoyable. 
Um, I can't wait to watch it again with Anya. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good on a second viewing, too. I was a little afraid that wouldn't be quite as, like, bah, like on a second viewing. Um, but I mean, I'm not expecting to be blah about mm-hmm. it, but I am expecting to enjoy it and look for more background things. Like, um, one thing that caught my eye in the first, uh, the first sequence is uh, one of the places that their bugs is bopping around uh, with the agents uh, has a big neon sign that says Anderson. And then underneath it, it has a smaller sign uh, for those who love to eat shit. Yeah. I noticed um, that. <laughs> Which and, to me is it's, like, because this is a, a note, like a, a modal that like Neo wrote himself. Like, mm-hmm. feels like Neo just being mad at himself. Yeah. No, it's it's good. It's it's really good stuff, but I just want to see if there's more background shit like that. There are so many more reflection gimmicks, too, like the second time I watched yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we noticed, because uh, Malia watched it with me, mm-hmm. and we noticed a couple of, a couple of those things uh, that were very good. Um. I don't want to say subtle, but I feel like they were nicely done. Yeah, you don't, like, if you're not paying attention, you miss them. And if you are paying attention, especially the first time you're watching the movie, you're like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Okay. They're not subtle, but they're not obtrusive. Yeah. Let's put it that way. Because they're not trying to hide it. Yeah, they help add to the mystery. Because, like, I like that they don't set up that, like, they're not trying to convince you that that Neo is isn't alive or this is all in Neo's head. It's never that. It's just like what, like you're just, the mystery is like, what did they do? How did they do this? Like, Mm -hmm. and I think that's a good, I think that was a good way to approach it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, good, good movie. Um, I think, I think it's still going to play number two to Evangelion. I haven't watched that many movies this year, TBH. So, um, Fair. <laughs> a lot of them are through H- the A lot of the movies I have watched this year are through HBO because they gave me a bunch of free movies this year. So, mm-hmm. way to be a real one, HBO. Uh, this movie did not. We are not getting a fourth or a fifth Matrix movie based on the numbers. I hope not. <laughs> like this was fine. I. You know what? I would. <laughs> take a fifth matrix movie just to watch like i just kind of just want more keanu reeves and carrie ann moss and neil patrick harris just having fun (laughs) i mean i'd love to see them having fun but if we're going to if if we're going to get something like of lana being unhinged and self-indulgent and unsubtle i want jupiter ascending too (laughs) there's even less chance of that getting made I know, I know, but but I feel like I, I feel like doing a fifth one, like this is this is a perfect coda. Oh yeah, yeah. Trying to do a fifth one would just suck shit. Like there's no I I don't want to say this is perfect, but I feel like this is a perfect encapsulation of like what the matrix is supposed to mean, the the politics of the matrix and like you know, a demonstration of the power of love and community. Right. And also, I mean, it's good that I, I probably we should definitely mention that, like, it's a big deal that Trinity is the one who, like, 
is able to fly at the end of the movie. Yes. I mean, they both end up flying at the end of the movie. But like, yeah, tr- but it's I like how they flip Trinity's the, the one. Yeah, they, they are the one like them together. Yeah. Um, I also like how they like switch up Neo's powers to where he is like his his power set is like this new version of Neo. His power set is less offensive and much more protective. Mm hmm. Um, which I think is very good. Again, he's. Yeah. He's not the same Neo. No, he's a different Neo. He's got different goals. Uh, yeah. The God, Neil Patrick Harris was so good. So good. I hope this means he gets more roles of being bad guys, frankly. Yes. Um... Yeah, that's pretty. Uh, it bullet in the head still a great ending song. Absolutely, brass attack, great, great cover of it. And th- this is coming from me, a perennial hater of ska. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I only hate ska because it was so prevalent in my local music scene for such a long time, uh, well past when ska should have died. That's fair. Me and my weird punk bands couldn't. It made it hard for me to get onto ska shows. So, cool. Alrighty, um, let's see. We have comments. We had mostly uh, shout out to Shannon, who very much liked this movie. Yeah, um, I think I think a lot of Shannon's comments. Uh, I don't want to like reduce her comments to mm-hmm. like uh I don't want to be reductive mm-hmm. but I think that I agree with Shannon's like main feeling which is about how this movie is supposed to be empowering and it is. Yeah. This is a movie um, like this movie is made for a certain group of people to come out of it and being like fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, I I agree with Shannon that it was deeply important that they did not choose to de-age either of the two leads. Mm -hmm. Make them older, Um, make them people who are dealing with, like, like, they make a, let's see, what is the comment that the architect makes, or the analyst makes? Um, You naively thought that the world was going to end with you. Mhm. Yeah, so of like it's being good older of dealing with like, you know, the crushing weight of the world. <laughs> uh. Um let's see. Ashlyn had some good comments about last episode about the finale of uh of season three of steven universe um kind of i I guess echoing some things that we said but they brought some very good points about um yeah the things that pink died like under the guise of what actually happened the thing that like uh rose 
did in fiction up until this point of shattering quote unquote pink diamond is in fact not a war crime. We would not consider like us people who, who are pretty liberal with calling people war criminals. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, That is obviously not an actual war crime of like killing an oppressive force, like using violence to free yourself from an oppressive force. Obviously violence in general, doing violence takes its toll on you personally. Um, but is justified violence uh, when, like, throwing off the boot of some sort of, like, fascistic force. Uh, though that's not actually... Rose Quartz is a ro- war criminal, though. I think we can all agree, deep down, she's got war crime criminal vibes, frankly. She does. Um, and we will see the, the depths of... I don't think she actually commits anything I would call a war crime, but who, lordy, she commits some crimes. I can't wait to see it. Yeah. And I also agree with Ashlyn. I don't like, like, I'm not 100% in love with the way the th- stuff with the diamonds is resolved by the end of the show. But we'll get there when we talk about it because I think the show could have, I think a lot of the problem is maybe production stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, they could have handled it better, but when your season gets cut by six episodes, that's a big fucking cut. Yeah. So. Especially when your episodes are so short. Yeah. Um, they could have maybe retooled because they had enough time, but, you know, it's complicated. I don't think they they, they stick the landing pretty okay, but I, I also agree. I'm not a huge fan of what happens with the diamonds. Um, mm. But, yeah. Uh, let's see. Anything else um all right so next time we're watching the adolescence of utena it can be found on funimation uh or talk to your uncle who works at disney yep um man is there a blu-ray of it because i've i've watched some clips of it unintentionally and it looks good and i would in fact buy a blu-ray i don't know if there's a blu-ray of it i have it on dvd the thing um, is, I've got this fancy 4K monitor. <laughs> if I can get it yeah. in 4K, I it's a movie that, from the clips I've seen on YouTube, I want to see in fucking 4K. Yeah, it's... So, one of the interesting things about that movie, I want to say a good 30 to 40% of it is CGI, but the way that it gets deployed and the style that they chose to use for most of it means that you know because it's it's uh one of the things where when you approach cgi with a certain aesthetic in mind and you try to be true to that aesthetic Mm -hmm. even old cgi is going to hold up better just like how uh video games you know older video games on older uh platforms like they can still look good because they have a good aesthetic sensibility and like you know Katamari Damacy looks cute as hell even though it's super low poly because that's just the aesthetic and they stuck to it mm-hmm. um but they did something similar with Utena and it was one of the first big productions to use computers for just the you know some of the animation in general mm-hmm. Um, I don't know 
I don't know if any of it's like hand drawn or if it's all computer drawn. Um, but judging um, by when it came out, nineteen ninety nine, it had to like this is this is the end of hand drawn animation, uh, or at least hand well, colored. It's, um, yeah, because and, I, mean, I think it's like, it's going to switch to digicolor very soon. Um, but this is yeah. being produced around the same time as Cowboy Bebop, as um, Turn A Gundam. Like this is like the height of that '90s anime style. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's still it's gorgeous. Like they they pushed the envelope in a lot of ways. It's absolutely beautiful. Mm-hmm. They do have a Blu-ray. But, it's forty dollars. Yeah, that sounds about right. I'm gonna go ask my cousin who works at Disney to see if maybe he can hook me up with a four K <laughs> rip. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. But yeah, oh, I bet it's gonna look beautiful this on isn't that the monitor. Movie? This is the f- the student council arc. Oh no! It said it was the movie when I clicked it. Okay, so they don't have a Blu-ray version of it. That sucks shit. No, motherfucker, I clicked Revolutionary Girl Utena the movie, and then it had DVD or a Blu-ray option. When I click the Blu-ray, it takes me to a whole different listing. That sucks. Yeah. This is like a three-disc set. No wonder it's 30 fucking dollars. Also, there's no reason to buy the Blu-ray version of that. That show... They did not. There's no way that that motherfucker is getting upscaled. No. <laughs> um. They are they like the studio that produced Utena did not keep the original like fucking film. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me. Oh, man. But, yeah, so, uh, Funimation, maybe Funimation will have it available in 4K. If I, I might, if they have the option, I might pay them money to watch it. hmm So. Um. Okay. Okay. Um. But, yeah, do that. Uh, after that, we'll be starting season four, Steven Universe. Uh, still available on HBO Max, Seems to will be in infinity. Um, also, the Matrix is available on HBO Max for at least a little while more. If you want to watch it, um, sign up for a free account and then cancel. I don't give a shit. Fuck HBO. Uh, or you know, again, ask your uncle who works at Disney. Uh, but yeah, this movie did not do great at the box office, though it was third in the weekend, but it only had a thirteen million dollar opening, which. Shoot. Probably five months ago would have been fucking gangbusters, but like, No Way Home just did pre-COVID numbers in the theaters. Yeah. Um, it was behind, now given it was number three behind No Way Home and Sing Two, two like a PG thirteen and a and a G rated family movie, and this was an R rated yeah. movie. So like, getting number three as an R rated movie, not bad. No, not bad, but, but still. And, and then also like, had day and date release on HBO Max, so it, that hurt. It's, it's just, well, we're not getting a fifth Matrix movie. So, I just, I, ha- I do have worries. Which this is fine. also means we're not going to get, like, Warner Brothers is probably not going to pony up the fucking cash for any more Wachowski movies either. I, 
here's the thing. Like, if it did well on HBO Max combined with the take from uh, from the theaters, mm-hmm. like, you know, keep in mind, like, the the numbers on HBO, HBO Max are still incredibly important. Just because it doesn't necessarily do the best in the theaters doesn't mean that all hope is lost for Lana's career. I seriously doubt mm-hmm. that this is... Oh, no, no, no. Like... I just have my doubts about Warner Brothers going to bat. I'm sure yeah, some other studio we'll will be like, ah, oh, yes, a Wachowski. Like, we'll see. We'll see. Um, I mean, I doubt. I doubt they're going to reveal the numbers or anything like that. But you know, if it does well enough on HBO Max, well, I think it'll be fine. It would seem that the 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 gambit of releasing a bunch of blockbusters for free on HBO Max to push numbers didn't according to like insiders did not work out great for warner brothers that sucks yeah i mean i still got to watch kong versus godzilla for free so that was pretty dope for me uh but they're certain they're just not doing this next year that sucks shit because i'm not going to a movie theater anytime soon um yeah i guess i'm gonna have to like do my going in the middle of the day or the middle of the week or whatever. Uh, Cause I did that for Spider-Man's and that worked out pretty okay. Cause there was like almost nobody in my theater and I sat like extremely far away from all the other people in the theater. Um, Cause there was enough room for I everybody. I just don't trust out. it. That's fair. Uh, it also means you have to go to movies at weird times, uh, which yeah, isn't which... bad for me. Cause I already did that uh, before everything. Cause I was pretty avid going to see movies in the movie theater person. Yeah, I mean, I I enjoy seeing movies at weird times and seeing like super early matinees and that kind of thing. But I just I mean, you know, you're in you're also in a completely different area of the completely different. I'm in a much less metropolitan area than you. Yeah, Yeah, you're in Atlanta. Fuck. Yeah. So I'm not. I'm not going to be seeing a movie in the theater anytime soon. Yeah, I can go to my Podunk Towns movie theater if I play my cards right and, and get in whenever I want to. So, yeah, um, and like, but I, I mean, know. also, if there's Birds like this was the, the last like No Way Home was the only movie that I was because like if Disney had offered me the option to pay thirty dollars to them to just watch it on my own fucking house, I would probably just pay them for that because that's the cost of two movie tickets. It doesn't fuck with me that much, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't do that for Black Widow because I didn't want to fucking pay $30 for that goddamn movie. But I would do that for the Spider-Man. Uh, you know, j- just if you'll yeah. give me if you'll offer me the chance to pay you, I will pay you like, <laughs> or I'll steal it. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I say jokingly, no one would ever steal a movie. Not when I have my yeah. uncle. Um, yeah. God. All righty. If Birds of Prey was the last movie I see in theaters, you know, at least I went out on a high mm-hmm. note. Oh, yeah. I also got to see Suicide Squad this year, which was a good movie, but not even it was not Matrix or Evangelion qualities of movie. It's just oh, a good God damn movie. it. You know what? Mm-hmm. I did watch a movie. I made on you watch Venom. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> August's movie, like, number one movie of 2021, <laughs> Venom from 2018. 
It was a good movie. If you're like me. Mm hmm. <laughs> I'm going to keep my Venom opinions to myself because I know it's a beloved in our server. Yeah. <laughs> it just did not. Venom did not speak to me. Somehow I am completely unsurprised. <laughs> Well, I am also a person who doesn't, like, doesn't enjoy, like, I'm not a so good it's, like, so bad it's good kind of person with a lot of movies. Okay, so I didn't think it was bad. Like, I'm not saying it was a great movie. Watch the movie, August? (laughs) Tom Hardy is great, but he didn't save that fucking shit for me. I mean, Tom Hardy was fantastic, but I mean... You're you're not you're clearly not the target audience. Oh, certainly not. No. So I also just like I'm it may also be that I'm a big comic book nerd and I'm carrying I carry a lot of fucking hate in my heart for Eddie Brock's Venom. Mm. Uh, my least favorite fucking comic book character from I like other versions of Venom. Uh, shout outs to Flash Thompson Venom. Uh, but I'm just not. Never liked the character, didn't like his ass in the 90s, don't like his ass now. Um, Fair. So, that I like, I will fully valid. Just not a movie for me. Uh, Yeah. I'm not here to rain on anyone's parade because it's fine. It's not like, it's not the most egregious thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. I, I want to tell you how this came to be or how this came to pass. So, uh, I had to take Anya some stuff mm-hmm. on my lunch break um, and take them uh, take the stuff to Anya at their library. And while I was there, I was like, you know, fuck it. I'll get my library card. So I got my library card and we were walking past a display as I was about to leave. And it's like, oh, shit, they have Venom. You can check out fucking venom from the library so that is literally the first thing i checked out from the library (laughs) and uh we watched it and it was enjoyable i'm glad i i still have yet to see let there be carnage because i I did like the first one so i was super not gonna show up for the second one you know what? It's it's like four bucks to rent on Google, so I'll probably do that before I decide whether I want to buy it because it's like it could very easily suffer from sequelitis. But also, I've heard that it was made for the monster fuckers, and it you know, does seem as though it was. Like, uh, hey, yeah, yeah. Uh, if you like monster yeah. fucking August, you really need to watch season two of The Witcher. I really I need to watch The Witcher, you watched especially the Witcher? because no, I haven't played The Witcher either, uh, even I, though I own all three games. I uh, I do not like The Witcher three. I think the combat sucks shit, <laughs> and I can't get past it. I know it's got a great story. I I've watched cutscenes and they were great. Hate the fucking combat. Um, Fair. That's not to say that maybe the combat probably just doesn't speak to me, uh, but have not played the witcher games oh, i do know that it's almost impossible apparently to like run with the witcher one anyways <laughs> so uh but no i haven't watched the witcher much to my mother's chagrin the the witcher is it's good it's not like 
it, it's not going to change your life, but it's just schlock. Like, it is like, what it's, if, like, a monster of the week. It's schlock fantasy. Yeah. It, it, it's like fucking Xeno Warrior Princess with a budget. <laughs> yeah. Which is no, all I, I want I, in I my life. I know I'll eat it up. Yeah. I know I'll eat it up. Like, absolutely 100%. I'm sure it's up my alley. I just haven't gotten around to it. I'm glad Henry Cavill, Henry Cavill continuing the curse of people who have played Superman in the movies of. Oh, yeah, because, um, well, OK, uh, I guess modern Superman, because like Brandon Routh uh, played Superman and it just tanked his fucking career and he ended up on TV <laughs> doing, you know, uh, genre TV. And it seems to be the same things true about Henry Cavill. Uh, though he's loving his fucking like, he, they, yeah. They, they could probably could have let him like he probably would have done The Witcher for free. Like he loves The Witcher so yeah. much in real life. So yeah, I heard he's a fucking Witcher nerd and he loves it. So it's like honestly, that doesn't sound like a curse. It sounds like he's living his best life. It's true. He's just like I get to cosplay Geralt of Rivera and you pay me, D- deal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, now that we've <sighs> done that aside, yep. it's time to it's time to go. Alrighty. Um do you wanna do do you wanna do the one for the matrix or do you wanna do the out for, for Utena? Um, I wanna do the out for Utena because Utena was my queer awakening, not the Matrix. <laughs> Fair enough. Um oh, what was my queer awakening? is Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Uh <laughs> I watched just so much Buffy the Vampire Slayer as a child Um, because I would get home and TNT would be running reruns of it like about the time I would get home from school. So your boy watched a lot of Buffy and ER. Oh, boy. I have watched the entire series of ER multiple times somehow. Oh, my God, Brian. (laughs) Me and my brother, we can like quote large sections of ER. It's really weird. <sighs> uh, well, all right, audience, uh, I implore you to be like Cookie Cat and askew binary choices and do what's really in your heart. Peace. Peace. <laughs>